Hello, hello, and welcome back to another great episode. This is your cast, The Tangent Talk. And you know what? We are down one of our cast members. And so shout out to Darquan, who couldn't be with us for part two today, but he was definitely here for part one. And Ildris Helper, the only other male on the cast, is going to have to hold it down. Is that okay, Ildris? Yeah, I feel like I'm war ready. <laughs> we'll, we'll be the judge of that. But no, no, we're great to, great to have you with us again, Ildra. And T-Off, who hosted part one of this segment, uh, I think we're calling it Internet Dating Coaches. And T-Off did a fabulous job hosting part one. T-Off, are you ready to get into uh, part two here? Are you ready to get it? I'm ready to get into it. Yes, sir, Bob. So we are excited to be with you all. We love our listeners here at the Tangent Talk. Thank you all for your support. Y'all, we're international. We have people listening to us in South Africa. Check our website, thetangenttalk.com. You'll see a graphic of our uh, listenership by region, country. It's quite amazing. We're very excited about that. But you know what? We're going to focus not in South Africa, not in Asia. We're going to focus right here in Atlanta. And I think, Ildris, you taught me this. The way to say uh, happening, if you're from the dirty South, is to drop the peas. So we're going to find out what's happening here in Atlanta on part two of this controversial topic. So what's the controversy? Well, again, part one, T-Off did an amazing job stepping us through the Kevin Samuels. So that was our part one, internet dating coach, Kevin Samuels, and now Derek Jackson. So Kevin Samuels and Derek Jackson are diametrically opposed in their coaching styles, but both are controversial for different reasons. As we talked about in our previous episode, Kevin Samuels has become known for his harsh coaching style, particularly in the way he addresses women. And now Derek Jackson is a part of a huge scandal. If you're listening to this today, you probably are thinking, we've heard all there is to hear about Derek Jackson. But what we love to do here at the Tangent Talk is to put our spin on things. So I got to ask this amazing cast, when did you hear about the scandal? And if you say, Luna Ma, we heard it from you, that's fine too. Because <laughs> in the part one of our Internet Dating Coaches episode, I think I may have been the one to break the news to Ildris and Tioff. But let me ask them, when did you guys hear about it? Yeah, just like you said, I think I remember you mentioning it to me, and that's when I found out about it. I already knew who Derek Jackson was, but that's how I found out about it. And being that I use social media, it's just been all over the place this week. So I think I have a pretty good grasp of what's going on. Oh, and we're going to definitely unpack every aspect that we can within an hour or so here. So thanks, Helbra. What about you, Tioff? Um, I heard it first from you during our last podcast. I had no idea that the scandal was taking place. And then when you mentioned it during our Kevin Samuels episode, I was like, whoa, because not only do I know who Derek Jackson is, I follow him. I've never purchased any of his services or any of his books, but his videos will come down my feed every once in a while. And I, and I like the advice that he gave. He made some good points. And then this happened and I was just, I was kind of shocked, but, but not really. Right, right. And so thanks for that tee off. And, you know, it's interesting. I didn't know I, I've shared with the cast before. 
I'm like that Erica Baidu song, why am I the last to know? So I feel like I'm always the last to hear about things because I'm not on as many social media channels as Tioff and Helbra and Dark One. And so I was surprised that I actually heard about it before the cast, but it was interesting. We were recording part one, again, discussing Kevin Samuels. And on that episode is when I heard earlier that morning before we went into the studio about Derek Jackson. So again, our esteemed listeners, you all know, or I hope by now you have heard about the scandal. And that the reason why I say I hope is because we don't want to have you form your own opinions based on our conversation. We want to understand based on what you've heard and what we're going to share today on our perspectives. You know, where do we go from here? Internet dating coaching is accessible, right? Because most everyone I know has a smartphone. And so if you got access to the internet, you got access to coaching. Now, Tioff, talk to us a little bit about if you are aware of this, you are a helper. Is there a pricing model with internet dating coaches? Is it a situation where if I wanted one-on-one, I have to pay through, I don't know, Venmo, PayPal to get access to the Kevin Samuels or the Derek Jacksons of the world? Or is is their pricing model based on their products, books, speaking engagements, if they do those type of things? To my knowledge, yes, the uh, internet dating coaches typically do have a pay for model for clients seeking their services to pay. There's a another dating coach that I know of, a female dating coach. I won't mention her name in this particular podcast, but I know she's also based in Atlanta. And I know that she has a book and she also does seminars. She even hosts events at her home for women to teach them how to date and how to meet quality men. And she charges a fee for those. And to my knowledge, Derek and Kevin Samuels, there there are no exceptions. I've never heard of these online dating coaches not charging a fee, but I just, I just wanted to sidetrack for just a quick second. You mentioned our international listenership, but apparently Derek Jackson has also gone international because his story has also been covered by ET Canada. Who would have thought? Who would have thunk it, right? And so shout out to Tuggy there in Canada. You got to come back. (laughs) Tuggy was, of course, featured on the Lessons We've Learned episode. Check it out if you haven't already. That was one of our fun episodes and at the same time, profound. You know, I've I've enjoyed listening to that that episode again. But you're right, Tioff, there has been international coverage on a very in our view, we thought very local scandal, but I think the reason why there's international attraction to it is at the end of the day, scandal doesn't take residence in our local cities, right? Scandal can be international. This pandemic has been international. Scandal can be international for sure. What are your thoughts hearing that, Ildris? Did you ever think or are you aware that this, you know, hometown boy or or man, I should say, has made it, you know, in terms of his scandal, at least the scandal has made it outside of these United States? Yeah, I'm surprised. Like I said, I don't follow him as T.O.F. says she does. So I wasn't sure how popular he was outside of the U.S. But yeah, that's that's a surprise to me. Absolutely. Well, you know, it's interesting. You talk about T.O.F. following Derek Jackson. I follow Paul Brunson. And for those of you who don't know Paul, he has been coined as the world's most influential matchmaker. And he really got a lot of publicity and recognition when Oprah endorsed him. So Oprah says, quote, Paul is much more than a matchmaker. And 
the fact that he's endorsed by Oprah immediately gives him credibility, I would think, right? Most people would agree if Oprah has given you the thumbs up and she's endorsing you, you're going to go far. Let me just share a few things about Paul. And you may say, Lunama, why are we talking about Paul Brunson? I thought this was about Derek Jackson. We're going to tie that all in for you. But let's let's talk a little bit about Paul for those of you who may not know him like Oprah does. So Paul has been married to his wife, Jill Brunson, for 21 years, Okay. He believes that his greatest achievement, and this is a direct quote from Paul, he believes his greatest achievements are, quote, his roles of husband and father. Have we heard Derek say that? Moving on. Uh, He consistently speaks about his wife and family. He has two beautiful young boys. If you follow Paul like I do on Facebook, he's constantly posting photos and speaking of his wife and his two boys. Also, he and his wife are a part of, they own rather, their own coaching and matchmaking agency. You heard me ask T off earlier, you know, what's the pricing model for internet dating coaches? How are they making money? Well, the PCB agency, which is just the acronym for the initials, excuse me, for Paul's name, Paul Carrick Brunson, the PCB agency is a coaching and matchmaking agency that his wife joined since 2010. They once, this beautiful family, lived in Washington, D.C. Now they live in London. It's said here that they travel often, and here being just some information I was able to glean from Instagram, because of Paul's gigs across the world. So now that they live in London, he's still doing a lot of traveling, and he travels with his family. And then I'm going to end with this, and there's so much more that we're going to unpack throughout the show One of the things that just touched my heart was he says, one of, this is a direct quote from Paul. It's not even a quote. He posted this on Instagram. He says, one of the most magical dates that my wife and I go on is simply reading a book together. We get to travel the world side by side without ever leaving our chair. We've been reading together for over 15 years and without fail, we learn something new about each other every time. And posted along with that caption is this beautiful photo of Mr. and Mrs. Brunson cuddled up in this little chair and he's reading a book and she's looking on admiringly. So I know I've painted the picture of Paul Brunson being like the best guy out there, but I really am just sharing this as a compare contrast when we think about Derek Jackson. So Helbert, hearing this, what similarities, if any, do you see between Paul and Derek? And then we'll come to you, off. I mean, from what you just described for Paul, I really don't see that many. I do feel like they both have content that is catered to women, specifically to helping women achieve what they want as far as in their dating lives. But outside of that, I wouldn't say I see a lot of similarities. Understood. What about you, Tiaf? Are you seeing similarities between Derek and Paul? And if not, why? The only similarity is the fact that they're both married, but I would agree with Ilgis on this one that they're both definitely different. And I'll tell you the differences that I see here. First of all, Derek is a coach or gives advice and Paul is an actual matchmaker. And in my opinion, especially if you're going to pay for those type of services, like all the dating coaching and advice in the world doesn't work if you don't have an audience with to practice that advice with or you're not securing dates. Whereas the job of a matchmaker is to actually set you up with people. And in my opinion, dating coaching is a bit of a 
I guess scam is a strong word, but to me, it is kind of scammy. It's like, yeah, you can give me all this advice, but if I don't have a willing partner, all these things that you're teaching me does no good. If I don't, if you're not presenting me with potential suitors to match up with. And so I, that's a fundamental difference there in that Paul Carrick Brunt is an actual matchmaker. And the other fundamental difference that I see between the two is that uh, Mr. Brunson shows off his wife and shouts their marriage from the rooftop, whereas people who follow Derek, whether they actually follow his content, support his content, pay for his services, or just know who he is, you know, most people, as this scandal has been unfolding, most people did not know that he was married. Like, I didn't know that he was married when yeah, I, I didn't was either. listening to his content. And the only thing that gave it away for me, the fact that he was married, is that in one of his videos, because a lot of his videos he records from his car, I noticed the baby seat in the back. <laughs> that was the, that was the only giveaway to me that he was married, is that I saw the baby seat. Oh, there's a baby seat in the back, so he must be married. But other than that, you know, nobody knew. And as far as the wives, like Carrick, Mr. Brunson, his wife is a part, they're doing this in partnership, whereas like his wife has no presence with his brand at all. Like I said, nobody even knew he was married. So they're definitely different in that regard. Yeah, great points, Theof. Albert and I were chuckling because I think it was <laughs> the way you said it is so true, right? It's like, oh, you do have a kid, you know, because the car seat's a giveaway. I mean, I don't care if you're in, maybe, I don't know, maybe aunts and uncles out there who support their siblings by taking their siblings' kids around. Maybe you do have a car seat if you don't have a child, but I just find that- he has two kids, not just one, he has two. Like nobody knew. No one knew. So it's kind of like, why are you keeping that? um, (laughs) Why are you keeping that hidden? Because, you know, and I I, want to hear what's behind the chuckle hell, bro. But I mean, you think about it. If you are a brand that is about helping people be successful in their relationships, you would want to show that, hey guys, I have success in my relationship too. And so I think it's interesting that as Tioff shared, many of us didn't know, I don't care if you followed him or not, many of us did not know that Derek was married. Not only was he married, he'd been married for some time and has known his wife for some time. So you chuckled earlier, Helper. Were you thinking the same thing like this, dude? Or what were your thoughts when you two found out prior to the controversy and the scandal that he was married? No, I'm just chuckling thinking about how, yeah, every video I've seen of him, he's recording from his car. So either one, he wanted the fact that he was, you know, married and had a family to be a secret in order to gain women either more followers for his content or to gain more women in his personal life or we, we know it was the latter <laughs> yeah but yeah with what's happening now it seem, seems like it's the latter and it's then, obvious yes <laughs> yeah two either he really just wanted to be away from his wife or she wanted him to be away from her so it's weird and it's funny at the same time thinking about yeah all his content he's recording just sitting in his car <laughs> right and, and i mean it's bizarre. It, it is bizarre yeah. and i mean I, yeah. listen i I've, I've seen people do the recording from the car thing. I think there's Bill Bellamy, who we know is happily married. At least that's what I ascertain at, you know, from following him that he's happily married. But, you know, one of the things I enjoy is being on Bill Bellamy's page, uh, seeing him do his, uh, his video shoots from his vehicle as well. So that's not the problem so much as it is. And, and we're not saying it is, but it's more of the idea that 
all we get to see is your vehicle. <laughs> we don't see anything else outside of this vehicle. Do you have a home, brother? <laughs> we know Bill. We we know Bill does. Uh, tee off. And I mean, apparently, he's a self-made millionaire from his brand and the services. And I put I say that in air quotes now. The services he provides is that he's allegedly he's a. I don't know for sure, but allegedly he's a self-made millionaire and he has a big house. So it's like, yeah, what are you recording all of your dating advice and you are a person who charges for your services and writes books and you're giving all your advice from your vehicles like as as the scandal unfolds it all looking back on it in retrospect is like yeah this all is rather suspect very much so and i gotta ask you t off and helbrick did you all ever notice a wedding ring being flashed when he was you know because he seems to be a pretty animated speaker I don't recall seeing even a wedding band. So it's not, it's one thing to not mention you're married, but did he don his wedding ring in these uh, videos? Not that I've ever noticed, but I was not necessarily checking for a wedding band. Cause I think from the outset, I think I assumed that he was single because he just didn't give any indication that he was married or any type of relationship until the baby seat gave it away. <laughs> but yeah, I just, it didn't even cross my mind to look at his hands to see if he was married. I just saw the baby seat in the back. It was a baby seat in the back. Do we think and understood, Tioff, yeah, baby seat in the back and skeletons in the closet. And I think about, you know, we, we're calling this the internet dating coaches. Another way of saying internet is interweb. Oh, what a web we weave. Because here we are, if we look at, we brought up Mr. Brunson, Paul Brunson, we'll get back to him in a sec. But we look at Kevin Samuels from part one of this series, and we're now talking about Derek Jackson. Halbert, would you say prior to the scandal, would you say that you see the approach of Kevin Samuels and Derek being the same? What I'm getting at here is they're both internet coaches. What's the difference between that pair, Kevin and Derek? We've talked about some of the differences and similarities between mm -hmm. Derek and Paul. Yeah, well, first and foremost, going backwards a little bit, I feel for whatever reason, if Derek's motive were to keep his family a secret, I feel like a lot of women that are celebrities and even women that I know in my personal life that aren't, they keep the fact that they're in a relationship a secret, at least as far as their social media content. So I think we have to be fair in, in that aspect. And to answer your question, I just feel the difference is, I think Derek's content is more so from a perspective of, you know, wanting to tell women what they want to hear. And Kevin's is not. Kevin's is more so of a really just trying to be as harsh as possible to make his content as entertaining as possible. But at the same time, from my perspective, the things he's saying are a little bit more realistic. Kevin, that is? You think what Kevin Samuels is sharing is more realistic than what Derek Jackson is, had shared or will share? Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> okay, interesting. Tee off, tee off from that. Do you agree with Helper's last statement that Kevin Samuels' material is more relevant, if I would dare say that? Actually, um, no. Tell us more. From a woman's perspective, and of course, you know, men and women, we're going to see relationships differently. We process how relationships are supposed to work differently. Having listened to both from a female perspective, I felt that Derek's advice was more practical. And Kevin Samuel's advice, to me, I felt like the advice Derek gave was something that I could use, at least in just being mindful of certain signs, even though he's exhibiting those signs himself. 
knowing to what to avoid in men, which a lot of things that he talks about, you know, I've already known myself from just my own personal experiences, but compared to Kevin Samuels, I just felt like, as we've mentioned in our previous episode, that it was just like mean with no real solutions. There are certain things that I've heard Kevin Samuels say that I agreed with, but I just feel like Derek Jackson, despite of the situation that's at hand now, I did feel like the advice he gave to me was more practical. Understood, Tioff. One of my favorite artists, shout out to Anthony David. He sings a song, it's called Cheating Man. And he talks about, you know, I don't think it's a personal story, but he talks about Maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> Anthony, feel free to come on the show. <laughs> but he talks about watching his father cheat on his mother. And as a result, when he grows up, the fictional character in the song, presumably fictional, uh, grows up, he he also cheats. My point here is hearing what you just shared, Tioff, that Derek Jackson gave women, many women, advice that was practical and that could help women navigate, if you will, the treacherous dating waters. I still believe, I want to believe to some extent that Derek set out to do something positive and just much like that cheating man song starts out good and then ends up falling victim to the very thing that he wants to protect women from. What are your thoughts hearing that, Helbra? Yeah, I agree with that. I really can't judge him too much. I mean, I've always been battling with this concept of the message or the messenger, uh, meaning is a message diluted in any way based on things that the messenger does? And, And I feel like it doesn't. I feel like All of these great historical figures, you know, it's no secret about Martin Luther King's extramarital affairs. Does that take away from all of the good he did and all of these pastors and you heard what just happened to Kirk Franklin and all of these people that even though they have done things that are of sin or whatever you consider sin or things that they themselves could be judged for, I think it does not take away from the work they do, especially if they're doing things that actually help people. I really, really appreciate you sharing that, Helbra, because we all try to make room for people's humanity. And, you know, sometimes it is easy to just say, you know what, you messed up, Derek, and therefore I'll never listen to you again. You messed up, Pastor, therefore I'll never come back to your church. You messed up, Employer, (laughs) so therefore I'll never work for you again, on and on. I want to share something and then come back to tee off just to button up that cheating man song that I mentioned, Anthony David, right here, Atlanta's own. Here are the lyrics. Honey, I'm a good man, but I'm a cheating man. And I'll do all I can to get a lady's love. And I want to do right. I don't want to hurt nobody. If I slip, well, then I'm sorry. Yes, I am. Tioff, do you think Derek is a good man? Hearing what Helper said, do we blame him for being a human being? Or, as I mentioned earlier, was he always trying to deceive people? Oh, what a tangled web we weave when first we practice to deceive. Do you think Derek's a good man who just, as the lyrics says here on Cheating Man, just slipped? He's not trying to hurt nobody. Or was he always hell-bent on deceiving, knowing that, and let's just call it what it is, here in Atlanta, we've heard the dismal (laughs) statistics in terms of ratio of men to women, heterosexual men to women specifically, Did he just set out to deceive and to take advantage of a vulnerable population of heterosexual women seeking heterosexual men? That's a loaded question to y'all, but you got it. 
let's circle back to one of the points that Darquan made in our last episode about Kevin Samuels. We asked him a similar question and his response basically was that, you know, he felt like Kevin Samuels is using his platform to self-soothe and to basically go after women for any of the bad experience that he has had with women. As we've mentioned, as far as we know, he's twice divorced And now that the cat is out of the bag, I do feel like Derek Jackson's platform was self-serving and for nefarious purposes. Um, Mm. As we've been getting more information about him and his relationship, he's been with his wife for what I understand is about 14 years and he's 31. So then that means they were dating as teens. And one of the things that I heard mentioned again, this is all word on the streets was that he got his start back in 2012, 2013, and he had written a book or, or a blog of sorts about how he lost his college sweetheart, which is his wife. I guess he had cheated on her back then. So it sounds to me like his cheating didn't just start. It's not like he suddenly blew up as his dating coach and then women were throwing themselves at him. And it just sounds like this is who he's always been. Right. Like as more details emerge, it just seems like he's a narcissist and that... I think he's abusing his wife. Mm. Talk yeah. to Yeah, go yeah, go 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 for it, Albright. No, just to kind of respond and add on to that, I can see if they were together for a long time and you know, he seems to be a pretty well put together guy, you know, he's from a physical aspect, he's what a lot of women consider attractive. That's probably the case as far as him cheating on her throughout the years of their relationship. But again, at the same time, I feel like if he is putting out content that people truly feel helps them, why does that matter? Oh, but it does matter because I'm of the, (laughs) I think there are two camps and you talked about this earlier, Helbra. Well, certainly you were speaking of your position that we shouldn't and certainly jump back in if I'm not stating this correctly, but your view is that if someone, let's just use the language sins, that we don't have to throw away their body of work. A person that comes to mind is uh, R. Kelly. Sorry, sorry, tee off. <laughs> I'm saying sorry to tee off because that's 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 a Chicago figure. I don't claim him. <laughs> I know, I but you don't claim him. No. Listen, <laughs> listeners, tee off is not related to R. Kelly, okay? <laughs> but I'm just not mentioning just mentioning that you know you know I'm, I'm picking on a on a Chicago uh, entertainer here who of course has gotten international fame. But you know, some people said when when news broke with R. Kelly's scandal, pick one, <laughs> that, oh, I'm not going to listen to his music anymore. And so, and then there was another camp, there's, you know, folks were in another camp that said, I'm still going to listen to his music. I don't agree with him. I don't agree with his behavior, his actions, but I'm still going to listen to his music. For me, Helbra, entertainment is one thing. I won't weigh in on my thoughts on R. Kelly, but I could understand the camp that may say, I'll still listen to his music because he's an artist from the perspective of producing a product that you can choose to consume or not. Same for Kevin and Derek, you can choose to consume or not. But in this case, they're presenting themselves to some degree as experts. To me, if you're presenting yourself as an expert in something, this is not from an artistic perspective, you're saying that I'm, I'm an expert in this area and you're giving me guidance 
and it turns out that you are being unethical in that same area, it's going to be hard for me to follow you going forward. I don't know if I could trust someone in Derek's position to give me any guidance <laughs> if you allege to be some, some form of expert and then you don't even follow the advice that you're giving women to follow in terms of seeking love and navigating dating. Does that land for you, Tioff, similarly, or do you have a different opinion on what I just shared? That last part you mentioned, that does land for me similarly in that it's how are you going to give women advice about avoiding certain type of men when you're that very man that you're telling women to avoid. But maybe that is the positive side of it. Maybe him being that kind of man is what facilitated the advice that he gives. And maybe he's helped more women, more women than we want to give him credit for, given the mm. the situation. However, I personally can no longer support him because I feel like, like going back to R. Kelly with everything that he's done, like there were, like you said, there were some people who still said they were going to listen to his music despite what he's done, but it wasn't just that it was, they were blaming his victims as if, you know, and his victims were children, like, you know, blaming the, the women. Well, they wanted to be there. So I'm still going to listen to R. Kelly. It's like, how much do we continue to reward public figures for bad behavior? So again, did I take away some good information from there? Yes, I did. But I would no longer support him, not because I felt like what he said was no longer valid, because truth is truth, no matter who speaks it, or a good word is a good word, no matter who speaks it. But I will no longer support him because we can't reward bad behavior because then there's no incentive for that person to change and do better. In this case, he doesn't need to do better by you or me or Ildris or any of his followers or anyone that's bought his books. He needs to do right by his wife. But again, how will he learn to be a better person if people continue to support him? Right. If his book sales skyrocket after the scandal. I think you bring up a good point, Tioff, that as you were speaking, it made me think of an informant for the FBI or other you know, uh, agency when it comes to finding, let's just call them criminals, <laughs> and having them serve on the good side. But I wouldn't date that criminal or I wouldn't want to engage with that criminal. Yeah, you're, I'm an informant now. Yeah. And of course, they probably wouldn't give their identity. But the point is, even though they use their evil for good, I'm still concerned about that evil. <laughs> I'm still concerned that you were still out there defrauding people. So that would always be in my space with Derek. And that's why I wouldn't want to support him either. If he decides to do a comeback tour and discounts his books or other products by 75%, I still wouldn't give him a dime. Ildris, I know you're not a woman. I don't even know if there were men that were using Derek Jackson's advice to help them. Uh, let's talk men about don't that. Like Derek. <laughs> well, let's talk about that. And, and I'm glad you brought that up, Tioff, that most men, you know, of course, when the scandal broke, the most posts I saw were from men saying, Ah, got you, brother. You thought like, you were I all bad. You. I yeah. told you. Helper, what are your what was your perspective as a male finding out that Derek Jackson is, and I'm just gonna call it uh, a fraud? <laughs> um yeah i kind of i kind of had the same i kind of had the same kind of like oh yeah I, I knew it but um the judgment and i can't speak for every man but the judgment comes from a place of just i feel his content is coming from a place of someone that relieves women of accountability when it comes to not having what it, what they want in their dating life i mean point blank mm -hmm. That's just that's it's getting just, hot in here. Okay, I had to real. take a deep breath hey, and roll my hey, dark eyes. One, but okay. dark one, I'm I'm shooting for both of us, man. But um, <laughs> you know, I I think 
that is a position that he takes in his content. And just based on my relationships with women and, and from what I understand about just women, that that's a position that is very uh, attractive to a lot of women that not having to take accountability part. And he created that market and he's been able to obviously benefit to a large degree from creating that market. And Mm-mm. being that it is a position that, you know, from my perspective, and I think a lot of the men that speak out against him, their perspective, that position is a position that is false, that is fake. And now it obviously has imploded on him. And that's basically where a lot of men are coming from when they are saying, well, we, we told y'all are laughing at him or making jokes, but you know, we can, we can keep going. No, we're going to oh, stop you right mm-hmm. there talking about we can keep going, <laughs> T-Off. You heard him? We can keep going. No, I know Dark One isn't is here, Helbra. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. but no, we're not going to beat up on Helbra. We love him too much. But here's the thing, Helbra. You bring up a good point. T-Off is definitely going to T-Off. Mm-hmm. I just want to, in response to what you shared, I, I agree. And we know Dark One has said this in the past that, as a matter of fact, he said it in the last episode, he really strongly believes in people taking accountability. So I would agree. I can see how some of the guidance, I'm using my air quotes, some of the guidance from Derek Jackson may absolve women from maybe some of the, mis- I, and I hesitate using the word mistakes, but maybe some things that they could have done differently. How do we say it in corporate? Opportunities. <laughs> yes. uh, so I get that. And at the same time, when I go back to the question that I posed to T-Off is, was this deception or is he just a good guy that slipped up? And T-Off said deception. And that's the part that bothers me. It's the deception. If you want to be a well-rounded coach, I would believe that you would speak to things that both parties can take responsibility for, but you wouldn't deceive. And the deception, again, is the issue I have. So, Tiaf, what do you want to share since Helbra made it hot in here? Okay, I, I love you, Ildris. However, love you too. <laughs> Before Helbra's you start like, speaking, love yeah, you too. Yeah, he's like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna say what? How? However, okay. Let me let me just let me just. <laughs> I have to get my. <laughs> Get my thoughts together a second here. Helper knew um, he was wrong for that. No, I'm kidding, Helper. It's all right. There's no right or wrong. Exactly. And you are entitled to feel however you feel. And I can see your perspective about Kevin Samuels making women more responsible because there are some things that he said when I've seen women call into him and he's called them out on certain things. And again, I agree with what he said. I didn't like the delivery. And in fact, one of the things he said was something that I saw that I was in agreement with in a book that I was reading a dating book that I was reading in it, it was the same advice, but his delivery was bad because it was just harsh. But what I would say, because I like circling back, so we're going to circle back to what she said about a lot of men, along with yourself, feeling like perhaps Derek Jackson made women to feel like they don't have to be accountable in their part of a relationship not working out or their dating experience is not being successful. And I agree that that's true to a certain degree, but I would disagree with that because basically, especially based on his behavior, his behavior is that of a narcissist. And 
the advice that he gave women was advice, in my opinion, to help them avoid narcissists. And if you are a woman or any person who's ever been in a relationship with a narcissist, and I have been in relationships with abusers and narcissists, you literally don't have to do anything wrong for that relationship to not work out, for to not be mistreated. Like if you're involved with a narcissist, that whole situation, it's all on the narcissist because they, they're very good and not not just controlling and manipulating the victim. They're very good at manipulating others to make the victim look crazy. They call that gaslighting. That's a key tactic of what narcissists abuse toward their victims. So on the one hand, I'm not saying that women are perfect and we can do no wrong, but for women who have been in relationships with the type of men that Derek has advised against and which he's turned out himself to be, you don't have to do anything to them. They set out to hurt and destroy you. And I have had conversations in the past with two of the men that I've had serious relationships with who ended up being narcissists or abusers or both. And because I'm all about self-reflection, I'm all about self-improvement. I am conscious about the way I behave and treat other people. I don't set out to hurt people or do any wrong. I've never cheated on anybody. I've never been with, that's not the person that I am. But when I have asked those men who treated me the worst, what I did wrong, you know what they told me I did wrong? Nothing. They said I did nothing. They said I did absolutely nothing wrong, that I was a good woman, that I never did anything wrong to them. So just from my experience, and I know my experience is anecdotal, I can tell you just being involved with those type of men that you can still be a good woman and not do anything wrong. And they're still going to mistreat you or cheat or abuse or whatever. I appreciate that sharing Tioff and ooh, helper. Uh, Tioff was a lot lighter on you than I thought she would be, but um, I think because you guys professed your your love for each other, <laughs> that, that is all love. I'm trying on this, to be fair. This... I'm trying to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 you know, you both bring up a good point, right? So helper is right in in that we're not that we're saying it's right or wrong, but helper is right in saying that we all need to take accountability in our relationships, and Tioff is right in saying in some cases you could be the most accountable person for your actions and just get involved with the wrong person. Now, I bet you if Dark Juan was here, he would say, but why would you get involved with the wrong person? Well, you know, he would say then you weren't accountable to not be, to not find yourself involved with the wrong person. But as we all know, sometimes you meet people's representatives, not the true person. So answer me this as we go into our wrap up, who have we met? We, the audience, when it comes to Derek Jackson, have we met the real Derek Jackson or have we met his representative? You know, T off, you talk about what I thought was almost like an informant situation where he was out there doing the dirt and was able to come back <laughs> to us, the FBI, and say, okay, this is what to look out for. Was that the real Derek Jackson? Or is the real Derek Jackson someone who truly believes in love, truly believes that women should not hurt behind a poor relationship? Who is the real Derek Jackson, T off? That's such a difficult question to answer because it's like we don't really know. I guess just what we see now is that the real Derek Jackson is a con. And maybe I'm trying to be too kind or more kind than he deserves. But I would say a con, at least in terms, at least to his wife, because at the end of the day, the general public, he doesn't owe us anything. Well, the women that he screwed over, because we also found out within the last couple of days that one of his mistresses, he impregnated her so it's just it's just messy but I just think the real Derek Jackson is is a man who cheats he's a philanderer and that's just what it is 
Wow. What about you, Eldris? I thank you for that, Tiaf. I that's tough if that's who he is, but you know, sometimes as most deaf says, it's ugly like it must be. So if that's what it is, then that's what it is. Eldris, who's the real Derek Jackson? Yeah, I, I agree with Tiaf. That's a tough question to answer. I really can't say who is the real Derek Jackson because I don't know him. I do feel that, like I said, this is a man that came into the social media dating advice market. He saw that or he envisioned that there was a certain market that if he created, it would become very successful. And it was a market of basically telling women what they want to hear as far as the dating and relationship realm. And he obviously was able to accomplish that. I feel like if he was someone that, and this might open up another topic, but if he was someone that wanted to help people, and I guess this is a question as well, what makes women more deserving or more needing of advice when it comes to dating relationships than men? So that's a question I have too. And I feel like, you know, that's a good question. You know, it, good it's, question. it's a market. I'm not sure statistically, but when you look at dating books, dating pages on social media, I'm pretty sure that's a market that consumption wise is almost completely dominated by women. Now, why that is, that's also a question I have. I don't know. And even here in Atlanta, every pastor is also now a dating expert and <laughs> has a financial market based on giving marriage and dating advice. And I, I think it's for the same reasons, not to accuse any pastors of, of not being sincere in their desire to help people. But I feel just from a business standpoint, that's a specific market that exists at Derek Jackson um, was able to capitalize off of. Yeah. In his, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just saying I would agree, uh, Halbert, and I was pondering your question. And I think mm. I'm going to take a stab at it here as we move into our wrap up. Mm. You know, I, I think, and we've talked about this before, I want to say when we were recording our Halle Berry's Not Crazy episode, you know, Magic Milan joined us and we talked about choosing. So in heterosexual relationships, men are choosing the women. So naturally, I believe the reason why the internet coaches and the internet dating coaches and people of the like are becoming so popular and have done so well is because, especially again in Atlanta, <laughs> there are more single women than they are single men. I'm not going to talk about the quality of men and women. I just try to shy away from that type of debate, but just in terms of gender <laughs> and heterosexual women versus heterosexual men, the heterosexual women outweigh. And so I think it's natural that if we see, you know, supply and demand, if there is less of the supply for what we're after and the demand is high, then we want to learn what we can to ensure that we're able to gain from the market the best, right? So mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. that is why it's catered more towards women is just to, you know, off the cuff answer to your question. But yes. um, I've got some questions that T off had prepared for us for the wrap up. But before I go there, I said I was going to go back to Paul Brunson. Paul's agency, PCB, I'll be honest with you, and if anyone knows the stats on the agency, I, I don't really know their success rate, right? They're, <laughs> it is a matchmaking agency, but I, I don't know and wasn't able to quickly find out 
the success rate for the agency. But I think regardless of whether or not PCB has had a 87% success rate, a 50% success rate, the messaging is, is what works for me. As we say colloquially, it's the message for me, right? I love when you look at PCB agency, you see that the messaging is just very powerful, very supportive of women. You know, Helper talks about a lot of these coaches tailoring to the, the female demographic. A lot of the messaging on the site is very encouraging. We talked off air about this post that has a beautiful picture of, of the beautiful Eva Marcel. And it says here, a woman should never feel like her having a child by another man is a hindrance to finding true love. Usually that's not what women hear. And we could debate about that. You know, Helper was saying off air that Eva is beautiful. She's a supermodel. Of course, it's going to be easier for her than maybe other women. But nonetheless, that's a powerful and, and positive message. And then if you continue along on the page, and I'm looking at the Instagram page, you know, there's another post with a gorgeous woman looking at a wedding dress and PCB as in Paul Carrick Brunson, PCB agency says, it's possible, ladies, keep the faith. You know, so very encouraging messaging. But I want to I want to wrap on this segment and then we're going to go into our our uh, round robin here. I'll be honest with you, knowing and we've discussed here the differences and maybe some similarities between all of these dating coaches, Kevin Samuels from our part one episode, Derek Jackson on this episode, and then of course, Paul Carrick Brunson, which we've actually done a tangent on, which is a smaller episode. If you visit the tangenttalk.com, you can find our tangent episodes at the top of the page. Paul Carrick, I was looking to see what was he going to say about this whole Derek Jackson scandal. He's a classy guy. Maybe he's never going to speak ill of another person in the same arena. But what he did post on March 24th was become the person you would like to spend the rest of your life with. Become the person you would like to spend the rest of your life with. And I think whether or not, you know, we can make a judgment on Derek Jackson's character, regardless of who he truly is, as Tioff and Helper both said, hey, difficult question, Lunama. We don't really know who he truly is. But I think if he were to ask himself that question, Derek, am I the person I would like to spend the rest of my life with? Then that would, in my view, help him in his own personal affairs, because all of us can ask ourselves that question as we look to find love or if we're in love and or in a relationship, are we truly the person that we want to spend the rest of our lives with? So with that, uh, let me move to the round robin section and I'm going to ask some questions that Tioff prepared for us and uh, let's answer them. So Tioff, I'll start with you. How much are we investing in the morality of the people we listen to for advice? How much are we investing in the morality of the people we listen to for advice? Too much. <laughs> Understood. What about you, Helper? I think I know where you're going to go with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree a little bit too much. I guess when I look at the people I listen to, I look at who they are as a person, but at the same time, I understand that nobody's perfect. And I try not to create this rose-colored vision of who anyone is. I just take the things that they give to help me, and then um, I decide you know, how to use it. So here's the second question. Are we expecting human perfection from the public figures we look to for life guidance? Tioff? I think we are, and that's a part of the problem. 
It's a tough thing to really answer because you accept, as you'll just say, you know, people are human beings and no human being is perfect, but we, we look to other human beings to guide us. But how much responsibility, how much of that responsibility do we want to put on them to be perfect? Because no human being is perfect. And no matter how moral they look on the outside, we have no idea of knowing what demons they're fighting or what they're doing on the side. Like, you, like and I hate to go dark with this, but like you have these pastors who speak out about homosexuality, and then they're caught in a hotel room with a male prostitute. Like how much faith do we put it in people? Because at the end of the day, they're human beings and we don't know what demons people are fighting. Indeed. Indeed. What about you, Helbra? Same, same question. Are we expecting human perfection from the public figures we look to for life guidance? I think if we're talking about public figures, I think there is an expectation placed much more on women than men, the expectation of perfection. You know, I can't let us go without mentioning, you know, when these videos of Derek Jackson first came out and, you know, we see him and we see his wife and his family. I do see a lot of people, I think even more so, almost like criticizing his wife and making fun of his wife and speaking down on his wife. And even on other public figures, you know, whether it be athletes and singers or whoever, I think there's a lot more room for flaw for men than there is for women whether it be physical appearance, whether it be how they conduct themselves, whether it be what happens within their relationship. Shout out to our Holly Berry episode. We, we speak on this. And I think it, it comes back to me with this question. And that's a great point, Halper. And, you know, I, I want to, as we go back to accountability, you're right. There is, it does seem to be greater expectation for women. We talked about accountability. We talked about Darquan. That's something that he's very big on is accountability. I just saw something I want to share with you all. This is a social media post. People are like, I'm fighting demons the whole time they're fighting accountability. And so we talked about the accountability for women taking mm. this advice from Mr. Jackson. But what about Derek Jackson's accountability in this whole madness, right? You know, exactly. he, is he professing that the demons got him or is it that he just didn't get and check his own accountability? So moving into the third question here, the third and last, and then we'll do another uh, quick wrap up here just from your own personal thoughts. This last question is, you know, really talking about this cancel culture, right? And so given that Kevin Samuels is allegedly twice divorced, this is who we covered in part one of the series, and Derek Jackson, who we were discussing in this part two episode, has been exposed as having multiple affairs outside of his marriage, should they both be canceled? You know, we're, we're, this cancel culture is serious. Tee off, should they, should they both be canceled? Should Derek Jackson be canceled or can he make a comeback? And that's really a two-part question. Tee off? Wow, that again, that's another tough question because it's the hypocrisy of it. Again, he's advising women to avoid men carrying out the behaviors that he's carrying out himself. And because he's not loyal to his wife, it's like, how much credibility do you really have? It's like how, you know, the police force or law enforcement rely, may use scam artists or burglars or whatever. They use them as consultants on how to catch other criminals. So I don't know. I, it's just such a tough thing. But then you, you'll still have, I believe, you'll still have women who may support him. Um, because it's like, maybe this is a harsh comparison comparing Derek to a criminal. But when you think about 
actual criminals who go to prison and they have women who are fans and write them letters and even make conjugal visits to these men who have been accused of murder or some crazy heinous crime. I think you're going to always have that segment or that legion of people who are going to support someone no matter how much wrong they do. That's a great point, Tioff. So for that reason, maybe he, he won't be canceled. Maybe he'll just be suspended, <laughs> not quite canceled. What about you, Andres? Yeah, I was just uh, chuckling a little bit what Tioff said. You know, personally, I feel like, hey, this is going to make him even more popular. It's so horrible. <laughs> this is going to make him even more popular. You know, he's the hottest topic right now in social media, right? I mean, they're talking about him in Canada and they weren't before. I don't think so. <laughs> so it's just, it can flip in two ways. It's like on one end, it proves that no man is perfect, which I feel a large part of the people that consume his content, that's something that people will identify with because the people that seek his advice and, and go to his content are people that have experienced what his wife is now experiencing. Not on a level as far as public, but that same experience. And then on the other end, I think he can and probably will just flip that into him creating content about what caused him to cheat and then create the market to sell that. Well, so that's how he got his ideas. start. That's how he got his start. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. wow. And, the, and the beat goes on, huh? Yeah. So it's just more of the same, I guess, for him. But going back to what Tioff said, as far as the question of cancel culture, I've never believed in cancel culture at all. It's, you were about to get canceled earlier when you were trying to come for Tioff. No, I'm just kidding, Alfred. Yeah, we can never I've, cancel I've you. Never, I've never believed in the cancel culture. You know, I just feel like people should be allowed to make mistakes. Now, certain things, yes, I agree that they should have to suffer these consequences for what they did. But I think it's just it's gained so much popularity that it's being overdone at this point. And personally, for him, I don't feel he deserves to be canceled for this situation. Understood. Well, as we wrap up, thank you, Tioff and Helbra, you know, for answering those questions. That was our Q&A segment. I'm going to do a little something different as we look to do our final thoughts. You know, Derek Jackson obviously has published an apology video. And I've heard people say or, or you know, call it the sorry Miss Jackson video, um, Mrs. Jackson. Well, I don't really think he's apologizing to his wife, if I were to be just blunt. I think he's apologizing to his audience. You know, as, as Tioff mentioned, the legion of supporters who wanted to hear from him after supporting him for so many years. So it begs the question, is that apology sincere? Who is he really apologizing to? Because I don't really have it. Of course, I'm, I don't know what happens behind closed doors with Mr. and Mrs. Jackson, but I don't necessarily know if he's apologizing <laughs> sincerely to his, to his wife, but I definitely think he's apologizing to his fans. So as we wrap up, Derek Jackson looks in the camera and he's apologizing to what I call, we are the Mrs. Jacksons. What would you say if you were able to look in the camera and speak to him? I'm putting you right on the spot, Helper. Pick it back up. What would you say, speaking to Derek Jackson in 30 seconds or less, as we complete the segment today? 
Well, first of all, I think you're right. I'm big on body language and I've read something that said any picture or video with a couple and one partner is looking at the other and the other partner is looking at the camera. That saying that the partner that's looking at the camera is more so selling themselves to other people. So I think you made a good point, a point that I agree with in that, you know, he's really apologizing more so to the public as opposed to his wife. But what I would say to him is just if you're going to continue marketing yourself as this person that helps women in the realm of dating and relationships, just try to come from a more sincere perspective. You don't have to be as harsh as Kevin Samuels is, but you still want to just make sure you're coming from a place of truth. Absolutely. Place of truth. Tee off. You're looking at the camera. Derek Jackson's on the other end of it. What would you say to him? I would say get counseling, get therapy. And I would tell his wife to do the same because there's a lot more going on to this than him just being a dating coach who's being exposed as a fraud. And you all speak of him apologizing to his audience or his followers. I don't even think it was an apology so much it is him trying to save face to protect his brand. And that, that to me, that's not an apology. And that begs the question of what is your true motive? What is the impetus of you having this sort of business or being a relationship or dating coach where you're not living by the rules that you're telling other women, you know, they should be looking for in other men. And it makes me think that you're just motivated by the money or the fame and the popularity that you really aren't sincere. So I would look to the camera and tell him to self-reflect and and get some counseling and some therapy to deal with his narcissism. Absolutely. And I would say, if I was looking at Derek, is, you know, maybe you are a good man, but you're a cheating man. <laughs> and you may have done all that you could to get a lady's love. You probably want to do right. And you didn't want to hurt nobody. And you slipped. You said you're sorry. The question is, are you? Are you? are you? Thank you so much for joining us. We miss you, Dark One, but Helper held it down. Almost, it got a little scary for a second, but no, Helper made it unscathed. I want to thank Tioff. I want to thank Helper. I want to thank you, our faithful listeners. Come back right here at the Tangent Talk. We got it, and we are wrapped now with season five. Please come back and join us for season six and catch up if you haven't on our former seasons. Thank you from wherever you are. Have yourself a great day. Bye.